Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels on a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode is the second half of our Warrior Wrestling content. We have conversations from the table at the VIP Fan Fest, and then also an interview with Steve. But first, Chris, what's up? What's up, Charlie? Not much, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a conversation with with Charlie. <laughs> yes, this is a conversation, it's a conversation with, me. with Charlie. Yes, and then we're going to jump onto Steve. <laughs> Uh, as as he's on his drive to the city. Yeah, as he's on his drive to the city, so we caught him in the car. Uh, but we always like having him on. It's a really easy person to talk to. You can ask a very simple question, and he gives you all the information that you need. Um, you get a sneak peek into when the next possible uh, Warrior Wrestling show. Yeah, so, potentially. No exact date, but like uh, you know, hovering around the, of the month, he'll give you right some ideas and just kind of like uh, some some takeaway, some insight into what went on on wrestling. Yeah, Warrior Wrestling too, uh, into Brian Cage, the new champion, new champ, and uh, you know David Arquette. The interactions. Um, Steve had a great interaction with David Arquette. Steve's had some great interactions with Brian Cage, so you'll hear some kind of behind the scenes stuff there. Um, did you want to talk about did any like matches stick out to you on this card? Um, I think we talked about uh, with Steve the, about Jordan Grace and Tessa, which yeah. I think I think that to me is the one that stole the night. Mm-hmm. Not far behind is Pat and and DJZ. Okay, I think it was a good opener. Yeah, selfishly, I wanted that match to be longer. Yeah, the DJZ Pat Monix match. Uh, I thought it was like I th- I think that the story isn't done. Like I don't think I I feel that the and that then Pat also uh, ran in and attacked the uh, oh yeah Sam Adonis Sam Adonis yeah yes. they're kind of starting a feud mm-hmm. uh, so we'll look out to kind of have that be the next uh, maybe that on the next show or maybe like a DJZ and Pat Monix tag team I think would be a cool oh, idea oh that's a good idea um, to kind of extend the Monix Adonis thing that they got going so it's cool that story they're still telling stories show over show uh, but I would love to see. Uh, the DJZ versus Pat Monix continue. I think that they could. They were good in the opening slot, but they could have like a thirty-minute main this event could, yeah, barn this burner. Could land, like, this could mm-hmm. be one of those. It's an opener. It has history. We've seen the videos, <clears throat> yeah. and then eventually, over even a year or a couple months, like the, the that starts building up more and more, and you yeah. end up in a main event somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So not to like. You know, I think promoters should capitalize on that and not, like, in a copycat way, but, like, just continue the story. Continue the feud, yeah. yeah. You, you've seen it with uh, Kylie and GPA. Right, right, right. That feud extends so many promotions. Um, Jay Bradley and Darby Allen uh, was uh, better, way better than I thought. I think we've covered this on the podcast before, but I thought that the base, uh, the base versus quick guy dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, like small guy, big guy, was perfect, and they threw in some really, really creative stuff. Um, so yeah, the first time that I have like personally like no friends with Jay Bradley, but really cared about what he's doing in the ring. So yeah. I think like that he he won me he over in this cared while he was in the ring, not even before. Like you weren't excited about this match. It was one of those yeah. Charlie matches. It was like ah, oh, get past or whatever. Yeah. But at the end, it ended up being a good match. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then I wanted, I want the. If you're going to win me over, it's got to be in the ring. Like, Absolutely. You know, like, obviously promos help, but, like, if you mm-hmm. can't work. And a good Twitter game is yeah. always good. A good Twitter game is always good. Um, but for me, like, that's where you steal my heart is yeah. between the ropes. Um, I really appreciate it. I'd have to give my match of the night to the Tessa and Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, like, potentially the two largest 
women's independent stars that aren't signed to WWE right now. Like yeah. um, Mia Yim just got signed. Good congrats to her because I, th- I think her work rate is just ex- exceptionally better than most. Um, but like I know we were t- when we were talking to Ryan, we were talking about All In and like how Tessa really just stands out amongst the crowd. Um, and then like Jordan Grace is really right there, and they mm-hmm. both like their work rate is both through the roof. So uh, it was gritty, it was grueling, it ended in a DQ, and they which, made it which work. Which I think, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it actually, I think the finish. I was you know not trying to get too ahead of myself during the match, but I was like, how are they going to end this? Obviously, I don't think Tessa's going to you know walk away with the championship or anything like that. Yeah. So a DQ finish was good, and it gave the heat right back on Tessa. So. Yeah, 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 that's great. Um, and then uh, the last thing I just wanted to point out, like the whole results, right, are on warriorwrestling.net. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll, hear t- you'll hear Steve talk about like where to get the uh, high spots right and where to get like the, the other DVDs and how to watch the show, basically, if you missed it, which is fine. Um, another thing that stuck out to me was Austin Aries, I thought, played an essential role. In oh, the no, War of Attrition match, because yeah. um, I was we were sitting next to the real Jeremy Zaha during mm-hmm. this match, and Jeremy Zaha was like, "There's not a ton of heels in this, yeah, kind of." And I was like, "Well, uh, Aries, Aries is like a really, really strong. Uh, you know, you can see him playing both roles, but he's a really, really strong heel, natural." And um, I think that that match obviously had a ton of crazy indie spots, which it should have had, but. He was the only one who was like really going out of his way to make everyone look good by being the center of attention and a yeah. hateful like everyone hate me. Make sure the crowd hates me. I'll make sure Rey Mysterio, my own tag team partner, hates me. Like he was just hated. Every single person mm-hmm. in the match hated him. The crowd hated him. I thought that was essential to yeah, the match. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point to bring mm-hmm. up. Um, also, a uh, small fun fact: Did you know that that uh, mask that Pentagon was or Penta? was wearing that night was is now that, in your house no it's not in my house <laughs> okay <laughs> it's the one that jericho wore at all in the night before oh oh okay the yeah. one that oh that's so it was a penta mask it was a penta mask he brought two uh, he brings so, a lot you know for people like me that you know spend yeah, money for the marks yeah. right right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay oh that's a so, fun how did yeah. you know that or how did you figure um that later so as soon as the show ended um, he took a picture of it. He said it's a wrestled mat. Like he posted on his social media okay. in case anybody wanted to buy it. It's like this is the one that Jericho wore yesterday. I used it today. Sweet. Who wants to buy it? I'm like, oh, sorry, my money's on Ray right now. I'm yeah. trying to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Take <laughs> out a second thing. mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's interesting. It would have been cool if like Jericho signed it. That yeah. Been, that would have been hot. I mean, it would have been cool if Jericho kept it and took it to his. Uh, concert sure but regardless it was just a nice fun fact in there yeah it would have been cool if Jericho showed up at Warrior (laughs) (laughs) that's not gonna happen Uh, but uh, yeah personally like I'm really looking forward to listening to this back not to hear my own voice because I'm that vain but like I don't I haven't heard these conversations Mm -hmm. that we're gonna have with the people at FanFest back you know yeah yeah I think in uh, this so yeah yeah, I I can't even remember who we would have on, on this letter half of the of that uh, uh, fan fest, but it got a little more like usually. Usually at the beginning, it's like people we know, I, I and then it, it branches this, out a yeah. little bit more because like people are say, oh, like these guys, you know, are are welcoming individuals, which we try <laughs> to be, and like so yeah, it's gonna it's a little bit it's like people we had that haven't been guests before, yeah, start showing up, which I think is really cool. And somewhere in there, I think, and I'll try to leave it in there. 
we hear the ba- like basketball in the background, and that's Amia Yim p- playing basketball with uh, with the high school kids. The last traces of her on the Indies, <laughs> right? Recorded yeah. in this podcast. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be fun. But uh, let's head over to the conversation with Steve, and then I'll cut that, and we'll go into um, the remaining uh, conversations we had at the Fan Fest. All right, let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa before we go, um, two heels in a face dot com. We are now on Google Play. Right? Yep, that's right. Yep, the Backstage Boys pushed us to get on Google Play, and now we're on it. Uh, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, at Two Heels and a Face, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, that's the number Two Heels and a Face, at Compadre Chris on Twitter. That's you can right. find me at Chuck underscore Colorado, but really just tweet us at our main <laughs> handle, because that's where I'll be. And, um, yeah, is there anything um, else I missed? No, that's it. That's it. All right, let's go. All right. We are now on the line with Steve, the owner, promoter, booker, etc. things. Principal of Warrior Wrestling, yeah. principal of Marion Catholic High School, yeah, but Warrior principal Wrestling. principal of Warrior Wrestling. Is, I'm the promoter of Marion Catholic <laughs> and the principal of Warrior Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many titles, we're getting them confused. Uh, but you really didn't even need that introduction because our fans are familiar with you, but this is for new fans who may have just seen Warrior Wrestling for the first time. I uh, just wanted to first ask, Steve, how are you now that the second show is over and how the fallout has been? Uh, I am ecstatic. So uh, the second show, as I'm sure we'll talk about, um, had a whole bunch of logistical challenges to start the night, which was just a nightmare. Uh, okay. But the show itself was awesome. And, and, and I actually got to enjoy the main event in its entirety from different parts of the house. And I just, I love the work. I love the crowd. And, you know, as people were exiting, they were really happy about the show. We've gotten tons of positive buzz from people watching on high spots. So usually I'm very self-critical of like anything I do or am, am involved in. So I could do something people could be like, oh, it's great. I'll be like, yeah, it sucked. But I'm actually really <laughs> happy about the way two went down. So I'm in, I'm in a good place. Great, great. That's great to hear. Um, what has or was the goal accomplished or how much did you raise or give us perspective on that absolutely so we raised uh, and counting at least twelve thousand five hundred dollars once we factor in uh vod's and some other stuff that's got to get finalized with some invoices cool. and whatnot we could be well over 13 grand which is awesome so we had about 940 something people there thirteen thousand dollars so if you figure about 12 to 13 14 dollars a head per person that was there money raised and um, all of that goes to scholarships for kids so we're going to save that up in a big fund and start for next year using it to help kids who otherwise couldn't come to marion helping them make a marion education a reality so we're absolutely thrilled that's great congrats on all of that it's great to hear that that success and seeing your you know everyone's hard work pay off including yourself um, awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, differences between uh, the first and the second show. I know you mentioned logistical. Did you want to go into any of that or, or any other main big differences that stick out to you between the first and the second? Sure. So I think they were different shows in the way we booked them. They were different audiences, almost not entirely, but I would say 50 percent. 
and they were okay. different, had different challenges. So the first show, as, as you guys and I have talked about on this podcast, the first show was meant to be a taste of everything, all different types of matches. Right. And the second show was we wanted to do something incredibly unique and different. And so that's where the War of Attrition mm-hmm. came about. And um, being able to get all those different guys, the stars just kind of aligned for that. So from a show standpoint, it, was, it had a different goal creatively. And I think we hit that. Again, like I said, I'm usually hypercritical of myself, but I think the workers were great. Everybody pulled it off. I think we hit it creatively. Audience-wise, what was fascinating, and I'm a data geek, so like I'm a Moneyball nerd type person. And <laughs> it's, all, it's awesome. I'm a total wonk. And right. when, so we did almost all of our sales. I'd say 90% of our sales were online for both shows. And you get about 10% walk-up, right? So if we did 945, 946, I'd say we had eight-something, high eights before the day of, and maybe did 100, 150 walk-ups. And so we have all this online data of where the people are from, if they've ever been to our show before, if they go to indie wrestling normally, et cetera. And what blew my mind is that we had at least, and I haven't counted it number for number, at least a 50% different audience show two to show one. So meaning hmm. of the 800 and something people that were at show one, maybe 400 of them were at show two and the other 500 people were brand new to warrior wrestling. And of those 500 brand new people, like 300 and something of them were from out of town and were in for all in. So it was a totally wow. different audience in the first time around. And actually we thought with Ray on the show, Ray would be our big draw in the local Hispanic community. And our numbers in the local Hispanic community were actually down because it was Labor Day weekend and so many people were out of town. So the local people were out of town and couldn't come to the show. People who were out of town from their own homes came to the show. It was this weird mix. Wow. That's that's really cool. Yeah, That's really cool that you have all that data and and hopefully you know that that'll give you some pointers on 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 what's to come with warrior wrestling um and what i wanted to ask was so for the first show you didn't have high spots this this time around you did do you think that um that also helped and, and did you see a big number spike there on on online viewers absolutely so we signed up with high spots like five or six days before the show and they did a great promotion blitz for us leading up into All In Weekend. And, I, and we had a ton of tickets sold between – so we, we ran a Sunday. Between Thursday and Saturday night, we had a ton of tickets sold. So that was a combination okay. of us being at StarCast, handing out a million flyers, us handing out flyers outside of AAW, and High Spot right. promoting it online. I mean, between those things, we got the word out big time in the three, three four days leading up to the show. So, yeah, I think High Spots pay dividends for us. And hopefully my long-term goal is that so many out-of-towners seeing it and so many people seeing it while they're out of town on high spots will kind of build a little bit more of a national brand for us. So if we can build and build and build, hopefully more people around the country know what Warrior Wrestling is every show we do. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely, there's already, you know, I'm sure all of our wheels are turning. There's definitely like things you can take away from it being the audience that you now know has existed the second show and it being around another larger independent show and it being on a holiday weekend. So you can already like yep. answer some questions for the future, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. Getting into the matches, did you have a chance to, or matches and the talent, I should say, did sure. you get a chance to meet David Arquette? Yes. And he was wonderful. Great. I mean, what was your interaction like? Did you 
bring up Ready to Rumble? Because we did. <laughs> you know, I didn't get the chance to talk Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble includes one of my favorite scenes ever in the history of movies. And I think I may have mentioned this to you guys last time. It's the scene where they're trying to return a Slurpee at like the 7-Eleven after <laughs> David Arquette has stuck his finger up himself and is trying yes, to convince yeah. the cashier that the Slurpee smells up funny. So I wanted to bring that up to David Arquette and did not have the chance to. But I did get to talk to him ahead of the show, uh, backstage throughout the night, before and after his match, at the end of the night when he was going. And I have never seen somebody who is so humble and so happy to be there. He thanked yeah. everybody. He thanked our security guys, the cops that work for the school. He thanked the kitchen staff. He thanked the wrestlers. And sincerely, too, not, he was not putting on an act. He was truly honored to be on the same card as Rey Mysterio and Pentagon and Phoenix and Cage. And he was so happy with how the match went. And it was so cool to see someone who legitimately enjoys it so much. He had a ball and he did a great mm -hmm. job. I love the guy. Yeah, I, I have to echo everything you said. He went, over, went to throw something away in the garbage can and we waved him over. And he only asked, what, like maybe one question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he sat down with us um, after we answered that one question. So he wasn't, like, skeptical. He was really open to it. And we basically threw more than, like, one question at him. We threw maybe, like, eight questions at him. He took, he took part in the uh, buffet line questions that we had. Yeah. He, he was really cool, down-to-earth guy. Like, I, you know, I didn't know what he was going to be like, especially because he was willing to sit at the table with us, right? Yeah, but, never um, know. yeah, super nice guy. Yeah, he was wonderful. Absolutely a dream to work with. Uh, we'd love to work with him again in the future. And I'm really happy to see that he is now making a run of it. So he had the one match mm -hmm. with RJ at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We were the second match. And now he's out there. You know, he, he's he teamed with Hurricane. He's uh, at NEW. He's, he's doing it. And, you know, he is darn good. Not like, oh, he's good for a celebrity. Like, the guy gets psychology. He bumps. He feeds. I mean, his stuff looks crisp. I mean, he's not Pentagon. He's not Phoenix. But the guy can <laughs> go, and he absolutely loves it. And so I'm so happy for him. Yes, yes. Uh, Rise, too, I think. Yeah, That's, he's coming uh, back to Chicago in like three weeks. I'm going to go see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Um, and yeah, he looked natural out there. The timing was fine. Nothing looked really awkward. You know, a lot of clotheslines, but he's working himself, like building up that move set, right? So I thought it was extremely entertaining yeah. match. Yeah, and the interaction between him and RJ, and I only knew RJ from from Arquette's backstory. It's the stuff that I've watched from Championship Wrestling and a few other things. Mm -hmm. RJ, one of my buddies I went to lunch with the day after, and he's like, RJ stole the show. What a character. What great interaction with the audience. He played it perfectly. I mean, RJ was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They definitely played really well off of each other. Had a whole dynamic going there. Um, speaking of other matches, what was your match of the night? I don't know if you've had the chance to watch the show back yet. I ha and that's another great benefit of High Spots. So when we did the first show, we recorded it ourselves with our school crew, and mm -hmm. it was May, so we had like 10,000 other things to record and get out. So I wasn't able to watch it produced for like a month. With High Spots, mm -hmm. the next night, I literally logged in, and me and my right-hand man, Eric, my best buddy, we, I went over to his house, we cracked open some beers, and just watched our show together. And it was amazing. It was great to see High Spots edited everything really well. And, and this is going to sound like a total cop-out answer, but I thought everything top to bottom delivered. 
my two favorites easily were War of Attrition and the Tessa Jordan match. Tessa Jordan mm -hmm. was fire from the moment the bell rang to the moment they dragged him to the back. It was level 10 intensity. I love that. I, I completely agree. Uh, I think everybody was looking forward to the War of Attrition, but we've had also talked about that potential match, right, that could steal the night. And I think that uh, the Tessa and Jordan Grace match definitely uh, was was hot fire from the beginning to end and then ending in a DQ, kind of giving that, that heat back to Tessa. Like, I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, really well done. And I would have to say my number three, and again, no offense to the other matches on the card, so I'd say War of Attrition and Tessa Jordan tied maybe for number one. Or my number two or my number three, the freelance match was killer. Those guys busted their asses, and, man, did they put on a match. They knew they were coming in out of intermission, and they all showed up with their working boots. And I just – my hat is off, and I thank those guys profusely – what a match. I mean, even for the fans who had no idea who the freelance crew were, who Craven was, by the end of that match, everybody said, these guys are something special. Yeah. For, unfortunately for that match, and I don't know if you made it in time, Charlie, but we, I think we missed most of this match because yeah. we were wrapping up <laughs> at the, at the oh fan Oh, my fest. gosh. I watched some highlights of it, and then the, is, there's this, like, really scary spot with Gringo and um, I can't remember who else was, was on there. Uh, Bryce Benjamin, they were trying to do okay. a spot off on the top rope onto the outside. Uh, I think they were yeah. going for Huracarana, and that was scary. It looked crazy, but, I mean, if that was just the highlight of the match, I'm sure. And we've seen these guys, obviously, often in, in right. freelance. So we know sure. we knew that they were going to be, you know, it, we initially actually thought that they were going to kick off the show. Right. We thought they were going to be the first guy. I'm like, oh, they're going to go in early and just kind of get the, the crowd hyped. But uh, yeah. putting them in intermission right after intermission, I think that was a, it's a great choice. Made also, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our original slotting was that was going to be the first match, and we changed up the card, um, the 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 match order maybe that Wednesday or Thursday before the show, and that's when we we the, the freelance guys, all of them have talked to me, either me or Eric, and we're like, hey, we're going to steal the show, we're going to go out there, we're going to crush it, and we put them in a position to do that, you know, because we really mm -hmm. thought that. Monix and DJZ had a great backstory and could open hot. And we thought, you know what? We don't need to open with a multi-man. We can open hot on a really good singles. And then we thought the multi-man can bring us in from intermission and set the level of intensity for act two. And I thought the freelance guys totally delivered. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's a recurring theme is that we always miss the, miss the intermission match, but it's good that we're still talking to people like in the fan fest, but we always, that's, that's one that we'll have to watch back. And also, Gringo Loco and Dangerous Spot are usually paired in the same sentence together. Oh my so, gosh. Um, you know, I'm not surprised that, uh, that 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 highlight exists of him doing something crazy. Um, but yeah. let's transition into uh, the War of Attrition. Um, sure. So, Chris and I will probably have some commentary. You've probably already heard it, you the listener, if you're listening to this episode, like at the beginning of this, or maybe you'll hear it after, depending on how we cut the episode. Uh, just really diving into this match. But really, I wanted to know because the match was fun for me as someone who is not um, like the quality of the match does not hang on my predictions. 
But Chris and I are like trying to guess the entire time who's it yeah, going to be, right? Yeah, the whole match, we're like, oh, okay, based <laughs> on this, it could be this, you know, like, yeah. There's a lot of math involved, <laughs> so we were getting a little yeah. confused. And then once the teams were kind of laid out, okay, then we started playing out scenarios in our head. Uh, but I wanted to know from your perspective, because there are many positives to every one of those individuals in that match, why Brian Cage was crowned your first Warrior Wrestling Champion. Awesome question. All right, so a couple of reasons. Number one, as a performer, he's unbelievable. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's a body guy in the sense that he's, he's jacked to the gills and has more muscle than like our varsity football team put together. But <laughs> he, the guy can wrestle. The guy can fly. The guy can talk, and the guy can lay out matches that are exciting. So he stole Warrior Wrestling 1. Him and Eddie Edwards stole the show. That was the match of the night. And so from Mm -hmm. a performer standpoint, number one, he's got all the tools. Number two, he is on the rise. He is a guy who I think, for as good as he is, is only getting better and better. And you can see that he's getting that rocket push and impact. You can see Impact believes in him, and he's just working his way up the card there. So he's on the rise. He's got all the tools. He's also, and this is important, just good people. From day one, and this is a little inside baseball, Cage, for show one in May, Cage took a red eye the night before. He's the first guy Eric picked up at the airport. And the first thing he did as, as Eric was driving him to pick up other people and get him back to a hotel so he could take a nap, so he could function, he was looking over the card, asking Eric questions, giving thoughts, giving suggestions. And he did That's that awesome. same thing. I finally met him um, later on in the day for show one. He and I had a bunch of great talks before and after show one. And he and I have bounced ideas off each other throughout the summer. And he's just supportive, total professional you know, you talk about if he's supposed to be somewhere at 6, he's there at 5.45, polite to everybody, great to work with, super agreeable, super flexible, and so as a human being, just a top-notch person. So he's got all the tools, he's on the rise, and he's a great human being. This is the guy that we're like, you know what, he can wear the belt. So he, he's mm-hmm. the guy that going out there, people see our belt on him and they go, got it. And this might sound kind of corny, but that guy represents that company. And we believe in him, and we believe that he represents everything we want to be as a wrestling company. That, that's, that sounds great. I mean, he like you said, he's, uh, I guess, I don't know if you still consider him an up-and-comer, but, like, he's definitely, like, he's well-known nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's traveled outside of the U.S. Um, I'm sure he's been in Mexico, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of Mexico. So, yeah, like, I, yeah, I think he, he has he has it all. Like, and I think he was a good choice. Like, like I was saying, like, Charlie and I throughout the whole match, we were talking about, like, oh, it could be this guy, it could be the other guy. And once it landed on Brian Cage, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's, for me, he's, like, I, I kind of echo what you said about a lot of the little things adding up. And, like, I kind of every impression I get from him is, you, is usually or always really a positive one. And it's not how, like, my opinion of him started. I first saw him on Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay. why is this guy a face? <laughs> like, his muscles and his look represent just total meathead, like, douchebag. And then, like, he just turns out to be the opposite in real life. And also, like, in these storylines, too, he doesn't have to be that that uh, muscle meathead, even though he looks he looks stereotypically like one. Uh, so, yeah. like, my opinion of him has really, really changed over the years, and it's really cool to hear 
um, how much effort and like passion he puts into his show, like Warrior Wrestling. Even though he was all in, um, he didn't, yeah. you know, uh, take a break the next day. He brought that same level of intensity. It sounds like. Oh my gosh, yes. And, and one of my favorite spots of the night was his big tope over the top and, and just onto <laughs> everybody. And yeah. then he rolled over the pile. He landed on his feet and then he walked up the bleachers. Uh, if you could see me, I was behind Houseman and Bokini going nuts when that <laughs> Great. Well, I'm glad you got to experience at least some of your show live. I know that uh, I don't think we even saw you, not that we needed to. But uh, yeah, if you no. compare it to like the second one, you know, you were we were talking to Marco a lot. So he was a huge help um, in like the, the fan fest area. So I know you yeah. had a lot going on your plate. But um, yeah. Do you have any other questions, Chris? Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the merch. I thought it was really cool okay. that you guys like had hats, shirts and towels. Right, which is not yeah. very common to see. But I'm like, all right, they came in handy. It was hot. It's okay. We got towels. <laughs> yeah. So one, of, so it didn't quite quite come to fruition. But one of our goals, and we might actually build it in the ticket price for show three. One of our goals was we want to get the rally towel over, because we think me and Michael Cassidy and Eric were talking about what could make our shows visually distinct. And I love the view in like a college basketball student section or like a Steelers game or something when you see those mm -hmm. rally towels going nuts and the thought was maybe we can do that and just get tons of rally towels out there so at big moments people can do the rally towels maybe when the belt changes hands people can throw the towels and um, so we did them for free for the front row and then we did a different color on sale for everybody else as mm -hmm. I said though I'm thinking next time we might just roll them into the ticket price and put them on all the seats and like let people go nuts with them I think that's that, that that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, um, I'm usually sweating when I go to a wrestling event, so it could come in handy. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, I noticed that that you guys had uh, silent options. Yeah, so that was uh, kind of built off of an idea of a bunch of us had. So Eric threw out the idea of like, hey, let's take some of the great photos from guys like uh, Basil and Jim Passantini and Mary Compton. Mm -hmm. Let's bro blow them up and put them around the lobby. And then somebody else had the idea of like, well, wait a second, why don't we get some people to sign them and we'll auction them off? So we got a great deal on blowing those photos up and um, we made a boatload of money on, um, on, on, on auctioning them off and people were happy. They got to take home a signed poster. We made money for the school. It was a win-win for everybody. Yeah, even the big posters with, uh, with all the, um, the participants of that uh, Warrior of Attrition match, you had two yeah. big posters. They were both autographed. And they were up for the silent auction as well. I saw that. I thought that was a pretty neat idea. Yeah, so we had used those as banners on our property, actually, on our corner as advertisements for, like, the two mm -hmm. weeks leading up to the show. And then day of, we took them down, have everybody sign, and we raffled them off. Yeah, I thought that was, that was super smart. I mean, I was holding on to my money hoping that Ray would sell me a mask, but it didn't happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Um yeah, I think uh, so. What would be what would you say? It's your 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 biggest takeaway from from Warrior Wrestling too, and and then what's what's to come for the future of Warrior Wrestling? Mm -hmm. I, I think my biggest takeaway is as a team. Our so myself, Mike Cassidy, Hamilton, Breskowitz, all of our guys behind the scenes creatively. 
we I think we did a better job in two than we did at one. I thought one was a great first show. There's a, a whole bunch of things I would change on one. I thought two, as far as show quality, from the opening bell to the when we signed off with Cage and his promo, I thought show quality was excellent. I thought we got better at laying out matches and what should go where. Um, we had great input from the talent. Um, that's one of the things that I can't stress enough. If anybody out there is uh, a future promoter, is, is really you know lean on your talent. They know what works. They've done it a thousand times, and so they have a really keen mind when it comes to finishes and placement and things like that. Um, so I thought the show went really well. Again, takeaway, I, I am usually hypercritical. Um, there's a bunch of stuff we'll change logistically. Like, obviously, running in early September was a pain because it was so hot. There's no air conditioning in those gyms. Um, mm -hmm. We got swamped with people being there super early, which threw all the lines in disarray. So we're going to do three different entrances next time. Um, we're going to change up some FanFest stuff. So all of that can be improved. But the show itself, I was just really, really happy with. And as far as what comes next, there absolutely will be a three, and we are in the process of talking to a lot of talent right now. Once we know the key talent can fall into place, we will be able to announce when three is going to happen. I was hoping, fingers crossed, that it might have fallen into place today so I could announce it on your show, but we're not quite there yet. But you guys will know when I know. All right. Sounds good. Do we have a, a season? Is it Okay, so I'll ask. Do you think it'll be 2018 or is it until 2019? I can tell you this. We are definitely going to run in January of 2019. Right now, okay. my tentative plan is three shows a year. Fall, winter, spring. Fall, winter, okay. spring. However, there are some talent discussions underway right now mm -hmm. that if they were to fall into place, we would run whenever those talent combinations could work. So that might throw a, a wrench in things and have us run maybe a little sooner, maybe a little later. But the tentative plan is we did our fall show, we'll have a winter show and a spring show. Wow, that sounds good. Train keeps I mean, rolling. I think spacing it out in seasons, I think it also gives you the opportunity to even dress up and, and have different themes of the show. And and I'm really looking forward to your innovative ideas. I mean, the the war um, war of attrition match was was super innovative. So we'll see what what you got in in your back pocket for next time. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Now we got to top it, so we got to go back to the drawing board. But um, but no, we've definitely got some ideas brewing, and um, that's one of the things that Eric and I are always kicking around. Which is like, all right, if we're the guys that are trying to be innovative. How, how do we innovate next? And so yeah. that's our challenge, and we, we're up for the challenge. Yeah, it's the comparison I remember of uh, Bubba Ray talking about the TLC matches. Like, every time they had to do another one, it just got really harder and harder to top to top themselves. So I think it's kind of to that same effect. But um, we're really happy that, uh, you know, we're involved Really happy that uh, we built a great relationship with you, and we're looking forward to the next one. I know you'll come up with something because you and your team work really hard, and obviously you got a passion for it. So, um, yeah, I will let you have the floor to just plug anything that because I know you got a lot of stuff coming up from this past show. Um, so sure. you have the floor, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, number one thing to consider is if, if you're listening and you have not yet seen Warrior Wrestling Two. 
you got to check it out on High Spots. Uh, it's fantastic. It's on the High Spots network. If you're a subscriber, just just click on it. If not, you can buy it VOD. You can rent it for like five bucks. You can't beat that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really a great show, top to bottom. Our first show is available via our own Pivot Share, which you can access at WarriorWrestling.net. Um, our Twitter's at Warrior Wrestling, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-W-R-S-T-L-N-G. Uh, same thing for Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. And we are hoping to, to start, as I said, building Warrior Wrestling 3. And if the stars align and we're going to run sooner than January, we're going to tell everybody ASAP. So keep your eyes glued to the social media and stay tuned, everybody. Great. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Steve, as always. Charlie, Chris, you guys are the best. And I'm sure I will see you guys at the shows not too, uh, not too long from now. My name is so, Colin Regan. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Great. That was great. the best introduction yeah. we've had the entire I've been on podcast before, not to brag, you know. How's it going? What brings you here? What's the draw tonight? Uh, so it was all in uh, last night, and okay. uh, my friend uh, TJ is here as well. Shout out TJ Cosby. Shout out TJ. Yeah. Um, and uh, tonight, uh, we really want to see Pentagon and Ray again. Cool. Uh, obviously, I've been a Ray fan since I was a kid. So. Okay. Um, and uh, one of my other friends, Rory, oh. who I drove up here from uh, Western Kentucky. Nice. Uh, kind of like a grassroots kind of thing that all in. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Uh, so did you stay across. over or did you go back? Because it's like three hours, right, Indianapolis? So uh, I originally grew up around the Chicagoland oh, okay. area and uh, just stayed with my mom. Just so, stay, yeah, of course. So three dudes staying with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, yeah, no, it's been great so far. Awesome. And I uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, describe your all-in experience. Uh, best wrestling show I've ever been to and watched in any capacity. That includes television. I'm, I'm getting um, a lot of that. I'm getting a lot of like that. Not that your answer is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of that same answer. Which is it's like, it's oh, been it's absolutely good. fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I recently uh, got into like New Japan last year, and uh, I would say uh, watched Lucha Underground since maybe 2013. Uh, so Pentagon's a big draw for me personally. Cool. Same with Chris. Yeah, he's yep. a big Lucha Underground guy. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been absolutely fantastic so far. Seeing like matches that wouldn't happen like normal like Kenny and uh, Pentagon and uh, you got Aldis and Rhodes going for the NWA and I know the NWA title is just kind of a it's kind of a title at this point but uh, just having that legacy there uh, yeah. is it's kind of amazing so absolutely. it was out absolutely what was, fantastic. What was your, your match of the night last night? Oh man, I think Hangman Page and Janelle okay. really just tore the roof off the place. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that ladder spot to the table was I thought Penelope fantastic. did really well too. I can't remember her involvement in that match. What was it? She's like a really good flying cross body. That's right. uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And Jordan Grace, uh, who's here tonight, uh, throwing Brian Cage over the top rope in the Bottle Royale. That was fantastic. Well, from the from watching from a Fight TV's perspective, that was probably the third loudest, second loudest pop of the night. Yeah. That I'm a big Brian Cage guy, so I thought it was hilarious and awesome and. I, I called Brian Cage a meatball in the middle of it, and <laughs> I, I hope that it catches on at some point. I don't know. My name is Marco. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I don't know, helping out some promotions around Chicago and nice. helping to be a promoter. What are you doing for them? Um, what are you doing for Warrior? From, uh, for Warrior, yeah. uh, I helped out with a fan fest, kind of okay, cool. tried to keep it organized. Didn't do so hot. Um, it's a difficult task. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, man, it's been fun. It's been awesome just meeting the guys. Everyone's been really cool. Nice. Um, it's been a great time. Yeah. You said you're ho- trying to be a promoter? I am, yeah. Great. So how, what's the plan for that? Um, just try to help out, yeah. be a part, learn. Yeah, kind of paying my okay. dues. Kind of like, you know, the guys yeah, doing yeah. the ring, they got to work ring crew. They got to do what they got to do. Okay. Yep. I'm, uh, I figure I'm not going to get in the ring. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a bitch. 
so that's never going to happen. But, uh, you know, go the business well, route, have some fun with it. Exactly. Well, we're not tough guys either by any sense, and that's why we have a podcast, so we just talk about it. Uh, but we found our role, and, like, you're, you're finding your role is kind of what you're saying. To yeah, help. exactly. To give exactly. I just love the industry, and I want to do what I can. And, um, I mean, I studied sports management at Indiana University, so I'm Great. kind of... Uh, I've, to be honest, that was kind of like an underlying reason, actually, was that I wanted to be a wrestling promoter. I've been a fan since I was about 11, awesome. 12 years old. And That's I cool, love man. that story. Get in there. That's great. Um, what's, what was your match of the night for All In, and what was your favorite match for the first half of the show? Ooh. Um, well, for All In, I got to go with the uh, Over the Budget Battle Royal. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. It was I just thought it was very good. Yeah. It was fun. It were, was a were you good, out there? A good mix of people. Yeah, I was. I, I was... <laughs> All the way up in the 200s, I paid 160 bucks for a $28 ticket. Oh, um, okay. Totally worth it. Totally worth right. it. For Even them though I'm getting paid minimum wage. There. You can say <laughs> you're there. Chicago Wolves. Um, <laughs> if you can't afford the Hawks, hit me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that. And then from the first half of the show, um, the only one I got to see was DJ Z and Monix. Um, I've been out here organizing since, so I only got to see the one match, but that was, was just amazing. Yeah, it was. Okay, so your question, I hope you don't mind, was chosen for you, Go unless for you it. want to do a different one. Are you in for the hot plate? Hey, it's all random. Go okay, for it. Okay, great. Right. Hot plate hot number pl- nine. Hot plate number nine. <laughs> Should Vince be pissed that Jericho showed up at All In? Why would they be pissed? Uh, it's... I put this one in there because it's a non-WWE show on U.S. soil. I don't know if he, if Vince would. That's, be, oh, would Vince be? Pissed? Would Vince be? Pissed? Yes. Oh, I thought you said if fans would. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no. I mean, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Fans loved it, yeah. and yeah. frankly, he's always been a WWE guy. So even if, I, I don't know. I feel like if anything, you're getting more people to tune into WWE product. Okay. I mean, realistically, there are people that already probably watch it. If they don't, they're not going to start. I guess to defeat my first answer. Okay. But no, I don't see why he would be pissed. I, it doesn't. I so he shouldn't. No, not I mean, at all. Jericho's booking a whole cruise full of these guys. So yeah, exactly. But I that's, mean, it, that's it goes on a boat. With, but that's yeah. on a boat, I guess. Uh, Technicality. <laughs> International waters. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's it's what I tell guys around the Chicago scene. It's like we're all in the same industry. We're all fans. Why would you hold somebody back from doing something that could help all of us, right? Yeah, Marco, that was very well said. And I think that um, you know, you should continue pursuing what you're trying to do. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Matt Bacalling. I, uh, I'm affiliated somewhat with Zello Pro Wrestling. I love Somehow. that shirt. You so. like this one? I like the pink shirt. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. We got them as, like, uh, for, like, the girls, but I dig it. Like, they're unisex, and, and I like yeah. that they draw attention to me. Yeah, they look great. <laughs> and I see the wristbands, too. We're just Those looking at We're branding out, man. That's all we can do. What, uh, how do you feel about your last show? Oh, man. Anniversary one. Anniversary uh, one. I, I, thank you. Yeah. I, I think it was probably our, our best one yet, and, and okay. we've had a lot of good ones. But in terms of top to bottom, the the fun we had on that card, the crowd was hot. Being back in Chicago, yep. um, I, I went home very, very happy for several days after that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had a blast. I had a blast. The Billy Gunn surprise was a very Dude, nice Dude, I surprise. was marking out myself. Like, and I, <laughs> I was the only one who knew it was happening, and when that whole thing went down, I was like, dude. This is like it's rare when moments like this happen, like authentic moments of surprise, especially yeah. on this level. That wasn't a very authentic surprise and yeah. like a natural r- r- crowd. No one rise, expected like, anything out of, like out that. Of, I didn't it, see it, that. It, it couldn't have yeah. worked out better. It was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Um, 
any plans upcoming? Yeah, we have a uh, we'll have a show announcement coming up here in the next week. Oh, sweet. Um, we'll just FYI, it'll probably be sometime in October, uh, okay. potentially Halloween time. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we'll be Halloween theme potentially. Yeah. Okay. May may uh, may have a little bit of nod towards that. Okay. And then uh, we'll surely be announcing our next Milwaukee show as well. Okay. Oh, oh nice. coming to Milwaukee. Yeah. Nice. Again, the comeback, the return. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to also give you guys credit. I told D-Ray this when I was at the show about like how you guys continue. You guys are uh, you, you're you're running into like the worst luck possible with your women's division ever, and somehow <laughs> like not piecing it together. That's a bad place to put it, but you're like improvising, sure. and it's still coming out to like really. Good and stuff. and honestly, that's a testament to a lot of the women that we work with. Where when we have one or two in last last week's case not yeah. be able to attend the show, injuries. Like flights, flight travel, all that it. stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. And and it's not the first time. Obviously, we've yeah. we've dealt with it a few yeah. times. Um, but we've been luck lucky enough to be able to have uh, solid alternatives and put something together that doesn't necessarily seem too out of place. Yeah. Where it worked and and it very well uh, could have been the initial plan to begin with. And and I think people still would have yeah. would have done yeah. it. Did you did it? I didn't check the feed. Uh, did they release? I know you guys. You sat down with not your demographic, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, is that released yet? Uh, yeah. D-Ray sent up. me the link. So okay. yeah, okay, it went yeah. Up. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that uh, people should check out. Not your demographic podcast, and I want to check that one out. Yeah, too. the girls are great. It was a fun interview. Uh, they gave a great recap of the show. If you guys weren't there, um, but that was fun. Cool, great. All right, uh, Salabar, hot plate, dessert. I uh, will do hot plate. You guys okay. want to grab it? Four. Hot plate four. Who has the best merch? Tonight and in general. Who but has the best merch tonight? Um, and, and in general. I mean, we well, just we talked were, about we that hot pink right, shirt. We were, we, I mean, <laughs> I have to give us a little bit of credit. We have, we have some pretty cool new shirts. Um, we were sitting next to Pentagon, and uh, he's got a pretty solid supply, especially with those masks. Like, it, you can't go yeah. wrong. Yeah, okay. Um, so we'll go with Penta. And, and we'll Cabana, I got to give him a nod, too. Like, he's Absolutely. always got new stuff coming out. That's true. Yeah, he's got a whole website dedicated to it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I am uh, D-Ray, a.k.a. Dan Reyes, a.k.a. Valentino. All right. And so any other man, AKAs? Uh, I cannot tell you those. Otherwise, <laughs> you, you might have to, have to uh, disappear for a true, little bit. True or false, you, you ran out in a scream mask and got punched in the face by RJ City. I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you feel that the last Zella show went? What were your general thoughts on it? I felt it was really well uh, okay. accomplished. I'm... I'm Falling a lack of words here because, like Matt had said, uh, nobody knew Billy Gunn was going to show up. Yeah, besides up him. Him, yeah. yeah. So Billy Gunn coming out with his son was a total shock to me, and like was icing on the cake for the show. Yeah, besides, it was. you know the card that we already had. It was uh, like that theme too is like. The, the, the coolest part about a surprise entrance is the theme playing out of nowhere. Exactly. And to have I'm an oh, Ash man sure. play out of nowhere. Like, I would have marked the fuck out. I wasn't yeah, there. It's like top five like exactly. best surprise themes. It, it's, it's one of my favorite themes. It's on my playlist that I listen to <laughs> at the gym. You know, it gets me going on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I am an ass man, you know. Yeah. You know Do you love to kick him? I like to kick him. I like okay. to squeeze him. Yeah, I like squeeze. to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, how was your all-in experience? Uh, I did not go to all-in. I was neither. Neither I was, did I. I it's was okay. all home. All home. I was all fight TV. Yeah. All fight TV. <laughs> did you watch that? All Twitter. Yep. All Twitter. Okay. Uh, I did not watch it because I was at a, a different birthday party. Okay. And so you had to be social. Know, yeah, I had to be social that it's day. Cool. You know, that's that's my like weekend of wrestling off. 
So yeah, I did you know normal people things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm glad you guys are running in October too, because like I think I might take like a two week detox. Right. And just not watch anything. Exactly. Because I'm a little like burnt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. What? Thing. What? Uh, what question? You, you know want? what? I'll go salad bar. Okay. Salad bar. We'll do salad bar. Number three. Number three. Um, all right. Number three. Is that a price? No. No a price. Price. It's not a price. Oh, no prizes. I'll you let guys you are know. Away prizes. Wait, there are some prizes. Only some cards have them. Oh man. <laughs> it's not that cool. <laughs> well. Question number three is, did you attend any other shows this weekend? If not, did you watch any online? Did you watch, did you watch any AAW? I did not go to AAW. Uh, I know they had their big tournament, their lineup tournament. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, well, no, that's, that's coming up. That's oh, September. it didn't come. Yeah, is that, what was this weekend? This was just This was like, hey, we're going to run shows because a lot of people are here. Oh, <laughs> money grab. I mean. It, they, were, hey. they were fire, though. <laughs> they were fire. That's what I heard. I heard that uh, Penta Phoenix and Flamita and yeah. that Thursday match. That, that would have sold me instantly if I think that was, to me, that's, out, that's, yeah. that's been so far the Dude, best Ray I've Phoenix seen Phoenix almost killed himself for our own entertainment. That's what he does. I've been slowly paying attention more to... Flamita and Bandito as a tag team, and okay. I saw Dude, them when so Progress was here, and then oh, when they won know? the tag belts. Uh -huh. yeah, nice. They're, they're, they're the truth. I'm Danielle Blanca. Okay. And I'm Val Capone, and we are two of the four voices. We represent the ladies' side of things at Scheduled for One Fall podcast. Cool. I awesome. didn't know that. Yeah. We've never talked about that before. Well, you, you know, because I listen to your podcast. You don't listen to mine. And oh. Well, I just never knew. I just never knew it was a thing. <laughs> no, so. it's fine. So I, I just so don't know how you have time for everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is I'm not trying to get myself over. I'm trying to get wrestling over. So I don't, you know, I guess I, guess I should start giving out business cards and things, but I just really want to support the whole cause. That's kind of how we are, too. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to get you a chair really quick. Oh, <laughs> such a gentleman. No. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely challenging uh, between, you know, you. roller derby for the last 14 years, doing uh, podcasts with my pals and uh, being the, last the... 14 years? For roller derby? Yeah. Yeah. So you were, were you doing podcasts? Uh, you were ahead of the curve or no? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I mean, I've been on many a podcast for roller derby. I actually oh, just yes. had an, one out, but I've been playing roller derby for 14 years and commentating oh, okay. for 12. So that kind of started my wrestling career, yeah. I guess. Is that weird? Um, <laughs> Not at all. Doing in-ring announcing, and now I'm currently the backstage correspondent for Freelance Wrestling. Yeah, you and are. And Freelance Underground. Yeah, yeah you Pretty are. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, you are. Cool. Yeah. Um, did so, you guys watch All In? How was that experience for you? You went to All In. You went yeah. to, let's uh, hear it. Like, it was phenomenal. From, uh, we were up in the rafters, but any, any seat was a great seat for last night's show. Right. It didn't, yeah, it seemed the right size. It was like the perfect yeah. size, right? Because I was watching it from Fight, and it looked like the All-State Arena on some angles. Right. But then you could tell it was more compact. Yeah. Thus, but thus narrow, leading. Okay. Steeper. Okay, but that's like leading to more intimacy, right? Yes, and yeah. Like, I was just gonna say, it, yeah. it, like the Sears Center itself is a far more intimate venue than All State Arena, but it's a different building, so the sound is different. I unfortunately was not able to attend last night. I had to work my actual job, which is being a beer vendor at Wrigley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I we had that. a big old country <laughs> show last night, so oh, I wanted okay. to make all that mania money because I'm <laughs> I'm saving to take myself to WrestleMania this year. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because Mania Week is like pretty much the best week in sports entertainment. So, yes. Yeah. I didn't it's hard to, to argue a, with that. I didn't even go to a single WWE show the last time I went to... Um, to Mania oh. Weekend? To Mania, yeah. I just went WrestleCon yeah. and we oh, did Supercard of Honor, right? 
<laughs> Mike's hiding over there in the shadows, but he, he was, he Mike was, and I was were at, out. at Mania together in Orlando. Cool. And uh, yeah, we got to see the Hardy Boys uh, take oh. on the Young Bucks in mm -hmm. the sickest ladder match ever, like yeah. the day before they came back to Mania. Mm -hmm. right. yep. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so. we, we always talk about going to like Brooklyn and just seeing NXT and anything else and just like not, not going to SummerSlam. So we don't want to I mean, sit down for not, five hours or like lie. eight hours. Any, you know? any chance I can woo yeah. as Charlotte walks out, I'm going I'm to sign up for that chance. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really looking forward to potentially evolution in my future. And Ooh. I'm actually a spring training beer vendor as well. So I'll already be in Phoenix. So I might as well hit up. There you go. Level. So in my brain, yes. I'm like, wow, all these credit card bills that I'm going to have, <laughs> I probably uh -huh. should not take off. And I also had faith. And I think that I'm right. This event was going to be so magical and so important to so many people that it, there was going to be another one. And yeah. I know you can never replace the first, but if you can continue to be a part of the legacy, then yeah, it's yeah, worth for it sure. for me to wait till the second one and, and be able to do all these other opportunities that I want. Because, I mean, just like starting with Pancakes and Pile Drivers or Wally Mania and then like finishing the weekend with um, Midnight After Mania and seeing about 10 different wrestling shows in between Thursday to Sunday. I mean, it was sick. So like, I can't pass that up. But right. I can also watch All In on the Fight Network. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Fight TV. Send us your codes. Yeah. Us your you, codes. you were at AEW as well, right? I was, and it was yeah. sick. <laughs> <laughs> which which, wait, which yeah. night? Friday or Thursday? Uh, I was there Friday. Thursday, we, okay. we record our podcast. And nice. um, so I also have roller derby practice on Thursday nights. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, like, cool. basically, I skate, and I uh, knock women down on roller skates, and I get knocked about as well. And then I come home, and I talk about women knocking each other around in a wrestling ring. It's, like, amazing. So. And then you Perfect. are a spectator as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've yeah. got the best of all three worlds. Yeah. Absolutely. You're consistent. You're consistent. Uh, debatable. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm lucky is what I am, actually, I think. So what would you like to have? Yes, both um, of you. Dessert, oh. hot plate. Yeah, uh, well. You're the salad bar. Yeah, I uh, think so. Partaker. Okay. I think so. Okay. Uh, we, we care about the planet, and we eat only vegetables for the most part. Okay. One of them oh. is a prize. Oh, yes! Ooh. We already won! <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we are the only people who picked salad. Choose. Mark. One of them is a prize. Oh, man. Oh, do it. Uh, this one has a weird card. mark on it. That's not the prize. Oh! No! Okay. No, I want this one. I changed my mind. I want number five, 17. Five and 17. All right. So 17 is... Mark Grace. Is, is oh, Chris Bryant. Oh, oh all right, sorry. Wrong <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it was a prediction of who wins DJC or Pat Monix. Uh, uh, well, actually, that. I have a, I have an answer for you. Oh, okay. Uh, the answer is the two of us because we were literally both these guys, yeah. both these guys, <laughs> the, the whole match. Chanting that. Yeah, yeah. Being visually stimulated at the same time. Yeah, I'm nice. not I'm not gonna complain about what yeah. I was who, watching. Who do you think wins the main event then? The oh, tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Come on, we all know. Um, it's I, think, Ray, oh, I think Ray, Ray is pretty humble, or, though. I feel like I would go Ray Phoenix. Oh, like, yeah, there you Ooh, go. Ooh, animo. There you go. <laughs> but I love, I love Phoenix. He, um, the very first time I ever did in-ring announcing was for AEW like two years ago or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ray Phoenix was the nicest of the nice. Every person in that locker room was very welcoming and supportive, but I literally had less than 12 hours notice because, mm -hmm. unfortunately, their like, main dude, Jimmy D, who is a god on He's the mic, in my opinion. He's absolutely. Um he had a family emergency. So they mm. put in a call to me and they were like, da da da. And I had no idea what I was doing. And Ray Phoenix was so nice. And we spoke Spanish to each other exclusively the entire okay. time. And he nice. was so welcoming and so kind. And, and he was, he's just a boss. 
he's a boss ass beast in my opinion and it was <laughs> like the main that night was him versus Chris Hero so the lady oh, mark that, and me was like yeah. fangirling all over that and was I was like match. the following contest don't pee your pants is yeah. all I can think of that's great okay yeah. so we got Ray so, both yeah, Ray's yeah, let's yeah. go let's both go animo so yeah uh, what was five yeah Ray uh, I'm in five which of the Lucha Brothers is your favorite oh man <laughs> can I say both these guys uh, yeah, again yeah I know no <laughs> no Okay, so okay, so I love them both for different reasons. No, nope, like, I need Cero, an answer. Oh, I'm going Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix, sorry. Yeah, I, I, if I have to pick. But I love Pentagon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was in I was in Mexico <laughs> City. So I played it's roller like derby a, in Mexico this is a City. Very visual uh, moment. Yes. Miedo. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we're women that love wrestling. We like to talk about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in Mexico City for roller derby, and my birthday was a couple days prior to our game. Okay. January second, might I add, is the worst birthday. Outside of December 7th or September 11th. Okay. All my teammates were like, we're in Mexico City. It is like the Homa Lucha. I was so close to Arena Mexico. I was like, I have to go. You don't go to Orlando and not go to Disney World if you're a Disney fan, right? Why would I not go to Arena Mexico? Makes Mm -hmm. sense. So my whole team was like, we're going to have a party at Lucha. We're going to learn to love Lucha like you love Lucha, Val. And I was like, oh my God, tears in my eyes. This is going to be the best birthday of my life. They all bailed. No. Every single one of them bailed. Except for our referee. Uh He was very nice. He came with me. And one of my friends that lives in Mexico City. So we went to Arena Mexico, and I had the time of my life. Wow, and the street market great. that they have out front yeah, yeah. is insanity. Like, it's bliss. And I bought a Pentagon long-sleeve hoodie there. Oh, hoodie. Okay. And I, and I wore it in Mexico City, and everybody's like, dude, it's like 98 degrees. I'm like, zero miedo. <laughs> yeah, you have zero fear yeah, from the heat. Yeah, absolutely. You don't care. Don't care. That's great. Yeah. All right. Let them pick their price. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, do we both get a price? Sure. sure. Okay, oh. thanks. Just close Wait, your hold eyes. on. How many more do we have? It's yeah. Well, hey, I'm sorry. Are we all in? We. <laughs> don't look. Oh, don't look. Okay, don't look. Don't look. Okay. It's kind of all the same thing. Wait, we ran oh, out of figures. Cool. But oh, it's. Oh. There's don't. There's sharpies in there. The sharpies are not the prize. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't think they are. Oh, what is this? The packaging. Look at who's on the oh, cover! Uh, it's a puppy, puppy pound. Is, I don't even know what it is. It's a Roman Reigns superstar wall walker. Okay, I'm a child. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an adult <laughs> child. <laughs> Wait, but it could be any one There's of these dudes. You are. Yeah, you yeah. don't know who it is. Okay. Oh, it's a mystery. Ooh. Oh man, it better not be Bray Wyatt. I'm gonna. Throw oh, it. I get a card. Oh, see, the Oscar's on the front. You guys can trade. Can I open this? Okay. Wait, are we unboxing? Oh, unboxing. Oh, okay. Please be the rock. Oh no, I got Roman Reigns! <laughs> what is it? What, you, what oh, even is that? Oh. No, I mean, That's random. Paul that Ellering? Okay. That's oh, very yeah. random. Wait, did okay. you get the jobber pack or what? Yeah. <laughs> Except for Natty. <laughs> Literally. Oh, then, well, Worldwide! Okay. Titus O'Neil. Some redemption from his Man. Rumble, not a great so. four cards to get. Um, well, Paul Ellering uh, not, doesn't have a job anymore, and that's, oh, that's sad. And what about Authors of Pain? Like, no, right. That's not even... I, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love Paul Ellering. That can take up a whole hour. Yeah, right. okay. So, okay. But you guys talk about it, and then I'll listen to you talk oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the plug again? What's the, the podcast yeah, name uh, and everything? Scheduled for One Fall. It's a Scheduled for one fall. based podcast about wrestling we have people of color and women's opinions and we think that they're important to share them with the world twitter right. handle um yeah at sfof podcast right sfof because i know that wait check it out scheduled for one, one fall. fall there you yeah, go you know yes. as a ring announcer right yep but uh one fall. yeah basically what happens is at least three to the four of us uh sometimes all four of us 
enjoy a few adult beverages or other things that cool. may impair your judgment oh, and I'm words that you have. I often show. am drinking BCAAs like a lame ass. Um, but if you want to talk about wrestling while drinking, uh, then this is the podcast for you. All right. Thank you for listening to the entirety of that episode. We were just going to leave you guys off at the end of the fan fest, but it just didn't feel right. It felt like I had to close it off. And in this case, I want to just take the opportunity to thank Steve, to thank Warrior Wrestling. You know, Steve for joining the pod one more time while he was, you know, driving to, into the city. Um, hopefully we made his drive a little easier. Um, but also thank you to Warrior Wrestling for inviting us one more time to the VIP Fan Fest, for giving us a table and space to, you know, record with other wrestling fans, which that's always a fun time. And also thanking those fan, those wrestling fans who sat down with us and, and picked up a question from the buffet line. Um, in this episode, you heard from people like Marco, Marco from Warrior Wrestling. He was super busy that day, running around, you know, getting wrestlers to where they needed to be, setting up tables for the wrestlers, um, and many other things that I might not even know that he does. But, you know, he's he was extremely busy, but he still took the time to jump on the podcast, talk to us for a little bit. Um, you heard uh, from people like Matt Bacalling, who's the promoter uh, for Cello Pro. Uh, you also heard from D-Ray, who is also another uh, you know multi-talented person who helps run um, Cello Pro, and a great person overall. Uh, we also had friends like La Flama Blanca and Val Capone. Which we didn't even know they had a podcast. Uh, so if you heard their um, their their chat with us, you heard that their podcast is called is called Schedule for One Fall. And if you have not listened to them, go check them out. Uh, we didn't know th- that they had a podcast, and feel a little ashamed about that because uh, I see Val Capone in a lot of uh, freelance shows, AEW shows. Uh, you know, I see her all around the indie scene here in Chicago, and I didn't know she had a wrestling podcast. So, shame on me, shame on us, because I don't think Charlie knew about it either, to be honest. So, we started listening to them, though, So because we've talked about the show and how we enjoy it. I know they recently reached their 30th uh, episode, so congrats to them. And go check them out. They're pretty easy to find on social media and all the podcast areas where you download your pos- podcast from. Schedule for One Fall. Um, and for us, you can find us at Two Heels and a Face. Uh, that's our handle for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also visit TwoHeelsAndAFace.com. Check out uh, our previous episodes, uh, some articles that Charlie has written up because I honestly haven't written much. So just you know, visit the site. Let us know what you think. If you want to reach out to us uh, with some feedback, some questions, feel free to email us at info at two heels and a face. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. The BSB boys got us, uh, you know, told us about Google Play and how we should be there. So we did that. Got approved right away. We're there. You can find us. And if you want to, you know, leave a review, it's always nice. Uh, we've never, I, we rarely ask for reviews, but um, I'm going to take this chance and ask for a review. If you want to leave a review, it will be greatly appreciated. Oh,